Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Achtung Lowell, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Accept no substitute. Welcome, 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 dear listeners. Welcome to Akadong, level number 292. We're going to do another randomizer edition this wet Tuesday morning for your delectation. Um, now, the randomizer, random.org, is a weird thing because we did a couple of shows last week where I wonder how random it really is sometimes. There's a website, obviously, that produces random numbers. Um, and it produced um, a show last week in 2004 and then came up with the next show was 2005, which linked in very nicely with Adrian Serio's debut and then Adrian Serio's greatest moment. Now, on the, you know, I'm not going to mull on the whole nature of randomness on this show. It's not that kind of turnout on, on Achtung Mill. But we did another show following on from that, which produced 1900. Um, and we did one on the um, Spurs uh, Mill Athletic defeating Tottenham Hotspur on a, an on-this-day fixture in 1900. And it's gone and thrown up, initially at least, another 1900. Almost the same weekend I'd be dealing with, if I'd, if I'd stuck with the dice man rules, that you must always be ruled by the great god of chance for today's show. So I'm going to ignore the, the dice man's rules of the great god of chance. I, I did another um, search for another random year, so instead got a much better year in that way because we've got the year 1997 dear listeners um august the 23rd 1997 is the nearest fixture i've found that has any um interest or relevance to us so we're going to go with uh 1997 23 years ago if you can believe it mill played at home on the 23rd of august 1997 it was mill two york city three a home defeat the start of the 97-98 season, a game played in front of 6,583 and two goals for Kim Grant, 21st minute and 70th minute. Now there is YouTube footage, I'm going to have a quick look at it whilst I speak to you, so bear with me. Achtung, two more on Saturday took the tally to 4-4, four four. York were his latest victims. His goal-scoring exploits have certainly caught the eye of manager Billy Bonds, who wants him to stay at the new den. City levelled on the stroke of half-time. Mark Tinkler's volley had the beating of Tim Carter, although the keeper couldn't have seen it until very late. York began the second half as they'd finished the first, 
It wasn't long before Alan Putin nudged him in front for the first time in the match. Kim Grant continued his fine goal-scoring form to put Millwall on level terms and offer them fresh hope. Only for Paul Stevenson to ruin their day. Millwall had let Stevenson go. He returned to haunt them and help York move off the bottom of the division. Few complaints from the Millwall boss, Billy Bonds. We didn't play that well. Um, Kim's taken uh, got two good goals, and really, when we got the when we got the two-two, I thought, well, I'd, I'd settle for that really because uh, that would have been a, a decent result for us in the end because we hadn't played that well. Achtung, Millwall. It's wonderfully wobbly, um, you know, late nineties video. Opening goal was quite a nicely taken move for uh, Kim Grant. Ball down the middle, and he slots home. Quite nice finish, actually. I, I didn't mind Kim Grant, dear listeners. Did you mind him? Um, I thought it was a reasonable serve. Well, it wasn't exactly prolific, but he certainly did the work side of things. And then the Lions contrived to, having got a goal up, concede two goals um, on either side of half-time for, for York City, uh, including Paul Stevenson, the old um, you know, stall of Anfield, the opening goal at Anfield, equalising goal there by Kim Grant. Nice finish. When he, when he was on it, I mean, these were two of his eight goals that he scored for us. So it wasn't, as I say, wasn't exactly prolific. But um, shooting from distance was going to be our undoing on this particular day. Um, as York City nicked it at the end, 3-2. Um, and then a post-match interview with Billy Bonds. I always felt Bonds was slightly maligned because of his West Ham connections. His intense West Ham connections, I do agree. But um, I don't think he did a bad job for us overall. So Millwall 2, York City 3, half-time one all, but we contrived to throw away the game with a late Paul Stevenson winner. 80th minute, actually, that was the, the long-range shot that I just mentioned. Line-up for the Lions in this particular day, 23 years, it can seem like just yesterday. We're playing in the weather in Norwegian, blue, like a royal blue and grey kit. This was Theo's first season as chairman after the... Um, eruptions of, of, of going into administration. That that happened in January of 1997. This game took place in the August. Um, Theo arrived at the Den in April, at the very end of the 96-97 season, as chairman. And one of his first acts was to appoint Billy Bonds as manager in the May. So a time of, um, you know, near a near-death experience for the Lions, in all honesty. I know that the benefit of the years, it can seem minimised in, in people's minds. But I do remember that when the news came through that Lions were in administration, we've been suffering, you know, we've made some awful, awful decisions since the move to Zampa Road in, in the early 90s. I think in retrospect, the move to Zampa Road was an essential move. Um, there was a huge amount of um, controversy at the time moving away from Colblow Lane. You probably lived it with me, dear listener, um, a lot of people wanted to stay at the old ground, felt it could have been, you know, renovated, done up. But of course, that would have required funds to be generated somehow. And the way that the new stadium was, was um, at least partially financed was by the sale of Colblow Lane to Fairview Homes with their linkages to Lewisham Council, upon which we won't dwell too long. Um, that generated the funds that enabled the new stadium to be constructed at Zampa Road. And in all honesty, it was the right move, in my opinion. I, I, I quite like the new stadium. Um, new stadium's 23 years old. You know what I mean. 
I quite um, quite like it as a theatre of football. The old ground had reached its logical conclusion. The times had changed. Um, we couldn't have carried on at Coldblow Lane. And where was the money going to come from to rebuild Coldblow Lane? That would be my question to any um, doubting Thomases that still kick around out there for that on that controversy, long dead controversy, because it's all gone now. But these were fraught times for the Lions. We had literally just survived. Theopathetes had come in with his cost-cutting agenda to try and turn around the failing business that was Millwall Football Club. And he was successful. You know, again, he's another character. We might do another show about Theopathetes another another time, another day, because I think he's another very colourful character in Mill history. We, we are full of colourful ca- characters when you look back over history. And he was one of them. Um, and he inspires a lot of, um, you know, reaction in people. People love him or hate him as as they see fit. Um, but in this time, in this game here, August 23rd, Mill 2, York City 3, he was very early on in his tenure as, as Lions chairman. So the Mill team, the Mill starting lineup on for this game, Tim Carter in goal. We'll finish with a little bit about Tim Carter today, if you'll indulge me, listeners. Tim Carter in goal. Back line was Paul Sturgis, Scott Fitzgerald, Brian Law, Kenny Brown in, in right back, um, Ricky Newman in midfield, substituted by by Bobby Bowery in the 63rd minute. This is, these are the names, you know. We're in a, a position where we're looking at a new season with some optimism at the moment, dear listeners. And you look back 23 years and you see some of these names. Ricky Newman, on the, I put him on the left side of midfield. I don't know if that's where he was on this day. I think he was. Um, McCleary, playing further forward, I would imagine, because we've got two central defenders. So I think Macca was kind of um, pushed further forward as a kind of defensive midfielder, I'd guess. Paul Allen and Dave Savage on the right, substituted by a young Mark Bertram in the 81st minute. And up front, Richard Sadlier. This was still the pasty-faced, skinny Irish um, youngster, Richard Sadley, not the um, the devastating striker that he would become just a few years later under the tutelage of uh, Steve Claridge. Sadly, it was substituted in the 63rd minute by Danny Hockton. There's a name from the past for your listeners. Danny Hockton, playing alongside Kim Grant, who we've already mentioned, who scored two decent goals, two good finishes, actually. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, 
and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, Mailball. As I say, there is YouTube footage. It's only about a minute long. I will stick a link into the show notes so you can have a look and see the, uh, the, the time gone by. So as I say, Billy Bonds was appointed, um, I think John Doherty had actually filled in at the end of the 96-97 after the sacking of, of um, Jimmy Nickel, the disastrous Jimmy Nickel in retrospect. Doherty had come in, but he's, his day had gone and was, was got rid of. And then Theo wanted to bring his own man in and Billy Bonds was that, was that man. There was no money. We were, had survived by the skin of our teeth administration. Pathetis's, um philosophy was to cut costs, cut costs, obviously um, with an emphasis on youth. Youth would be our salvation, but at this stage, in this early phase of, of um, the Pathetis story, this was a strange season. We've actually reached some fairly high positions in the league. I'm just looking through results. Early results were a little bit indifferent. Three losses, including this game against York. But we would actually get up as far as high as third until around about Christmas when there was a, a fade in form. And I think that probably did for Billy Bonds. If you look at the results after Christmas, um, loss, 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 loss. The odd win here and there. But um, we would tumble from being high on the table, third and fourth and fifth, down to eventually 18th position. Um, never quite in danger of relegation, but we certainly managed to um, finished just five points above the, the bottom four. And I think that, that loss of form probably was the um, the deciding factor for Pathetis to get rid of Biddy Bonds at the end of that season. And Bonds would, of course, be succeeded by Keith Stevens, Rhino, and Alan McCleary in a management role, joint management role the following season, with a greater and ever-increasing emphasis on the youth. The rest will be history, of course, dear listeners. I do feel, despite... Um, you know, the, the poor form of the eventual form of the 97-98 season that Bonds gave us a base to work from. I think Ryan and Mac are built on the base that he he developed. I'm just looking at some of the players that Bonds signed in that summer of 97. Kenny Brown was mentioned. £40,000 we paid for Kenny Brown, um, plus £20,000 after 40 appearances. Didn't know that. Brian Law um, in defence. They will come back to Brian Law shortly. Paul Sturgis. Scott Fitzgerald, but there's a name there, Tim Cahill, um, signed from Sydney United on, on a freebie. Um, other players would include the likes of Paul Shaw, uh, seen Nigel Spink, there. Robbie Ryan would join us later on in the season, and Neil Harris, the perhaps the um, Stuart, Stuart Nevercott, and then Neil Harris late on in the 97-98 season. So, as I say, he for me, he laid the basis for others to, to build upon um, that's not to minimise the the poor form that we showed towards the end of the season of 97-98, but I do feel that sometimes uh, Billy Bond's West Ham connections were <laughs> used as a, as a stick to beat him with rather rather than any kind of football assessment. Now, not much in the way of press coverage of the Lions this particular I couldn't find any press um, account of the game. As I say, there is YouTube footage, so maybe that's that's a better thing in some ways. You can see you know, with your own eyes what you thought of. 
um, this particular uh, game. Um, only one mention of Mill in, in the Aberdeen, um, the Aberdeen Press. What is this called? It's called the Aberdeen Press and Journal. Uh, dated the twenty third of, of of August, nineteen ninety seven. Coincidentally, so Rafe Rovers have signed Paul Hartley from Millwall for around one hundred and fifty thousand. The Aberdeen Press reports the Scottish under twenty one winger moved south from Hamilton Academicals last year, so ninety six, and will make his Rafe Rovers debut today against his old club. So it, Paul Hartley was turning out for Rafe against Hamilton on this day in 1997 so i've picked out a couple of names lesser names i like to try and focus on the lesser names in mill history because the big names we we give lots of coverage to and and lots of conversation but i'm not aware of that much conversation about kim tyrone grant who played for the lions on this in this fixture 23rd of august 1997 kim grant a ghanaian uh, born in ghana ghanaian international had played 123 times for, for Charlton. He's probably best known as a Charlton player. 1991 to 96, 123 appearances, 18 goals for the Addicts. Um, then a brief spell at Luton, 34 appearances before a loan and then a full signing for the Lions, 1997 to 1999, where 55 appearances. I, I remember him as being a workman-like striker, no one's favourite striker of all time, I don't think. But certainly an honest player that gave everything he had to give for the Lions. I don't think we could have asked much more from him. Perhaps a few goals here and there. But he would depart the Lions. He's got quite an extensive career. It's fascinating when you look at these players. After leaving the Lions, Grant would go on to such diverse, and they are diverse locations, as Notts County on loan. KFC Lommel, who are a Belgian side. FC Marco in the Portuguese second division, Scunthorpe, he'd come back to, Yeovil, back to Portugal, Albufeira, Sarawak, which is, um, is that Indonesia, Sarawak, and various other places, Shonan, that sounds like a Chinese club, I'm going to have a quick look at that, Shonan is part of, oh, Japanese, Tokyo, Shonan Belmare, Gravesend and Northfleet, always <laughs> the contrast between Sarawak, Tokyo, and then back to Gravesend, always makes me laugh and various other Indonesian clubs. Um, bit of management with Woking and some African countries, the Accra Hearts of Oak most recently, but various others too. Kim Grant, 333 senior appearances, 68 goals over, what is that? That's a, that's a nearly a 20-year career in, in the game. Um, an okay player. I don't think we can probably say much more. He got seven caps and scored once for Ghana in international football. So Kim Grant, there we are. Now, the other name I've picked out is a lesser-remembered player, Brian Law, um, who signed for us on a free transfer from Wolves in July 1977, one of the wave of signings that Bonds was trying to bolster the defence with. Um, 53 appearances for us, Brian Law, four goals over 1997 to 2000. Again, another... Okay player. I mean, I don't think we can probably say much more. He was, he was a solidly okay without you know ripping up any any uh, forests for the lions. Um, one story did make me laugh. You do a, a, an internet search for Brian Law is a story from his days at Wolves when he and some other Wolves um, players. I, I, I get a sense alcohol was involved in this bizarre 
late night stealing of a Wolverhampton bus. Single decker to be precise, the 510 from Wolverhampton to Compton stroke Purton. I've never heard of those places, have you? I've heard of Wolverhampton, but not Compton stroke Purton. Anyway, there was a, a 510 bus which um, got nicked. And just to read the uh, the Express and Star Midlands paper, um, while we can all joke about it now, they say, this was a serious business at the time. Law's antics were splashed all over the front and back pages for a week. Wolves considered sacking their centre-half, and the matter ended up in court, where Brian Law faced a very real prospect of jail time. Something of a bohemian character? Is that too much to say? Um, they, they hint that he'd never done things by the book in this in this story. Uh, Brian Law was a promising young centre-half who won a Welsh cap, age 20, whilst at QPR. Um, he actually retired in 1991. I didn't know this about Brian Law. Fascinating when you do a little bit of research into these players. Uh, due to a, t- a serious tendon injury before being miraculously, in inverted commas, miraculously in- cured whilst backpacking around the world for the next two years. So he must have got a payoff and decided to backpack and see the world. Somehow that, that is, 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 <laughs> his uh, injuries, tendon injury was healed well enough for Wolves to take a gamble on the Merva Tidfield-born player and he's part of a squad that chased promotion in 94-95. With regard to the stealing of the bus, which is the, everyone's going to be really interested in that, aren't they? It began in the early hours of a Sunday morning, so Saturday night, Sunday morning, in July 1995. Wolves at this time were managed by the strict disciplinarian Graham Taylor and they just returned to pre-season training. Brian Law, then aged 25, perhaps hadn't quite got back into the dietary and fitness regime that his profession dictates. I think that might be an understatement. Um, He was on his way home from an all-night party in Wolverhampton with his brother and two friends, having consumed, as the later course revealed, more than 20 drinks. So he's had 20, basically, on a Saturday night. One thing, (laughs) these are great phrases, one thing led to another. I always think that covers a multitude of sins. And as you do, the group decided to accost an empty Emridge bright yellow choice travel bus from the town they nicked the bus from the bus station um law got in the driver's seat and the wheels on the bus went round and round as they put it before for a half a mile before it smashed it into railing so he's under the influence and smashed it so that's why he's looking at jail time they then ran ran off and hid in bushes as one does before they were quickly apprehended must have escaped jail time doesn't say what the sentence was if um probably some form of um community service rather than going in the nick, but certainly he's, he's took a chance. There. So there's Brian Law. Perhaps the most exciting thing about Brian Law that I can remember is the fact that he nicked a bus whilst, um, well, I've discovered that he nicked a bus whilst working for Wolves. So there we have it. That's the fixture on this day 23 years ago, 1997. Mill uh, to York City. Now in goal that day was Tim Carter, as we've mentioned already. And it's a slightly sad way to to close this edition, but we, we have to mention that obviously Tim was a good goalkeeper, I thought, for us. Um, 75 appearances over two spells um, in 1994, briefly, and then 95 to 98, 75 appearances. Tim Carter, 1967 to 2008. He, he passed away, sadly, um, by suicide in 2008. Um he was found by a passerby having, um, it appears that he hung himself. Um, apparently, uh, he had struggled to deal with um, disabilities for his son and 
that's quite a sad way for someone who gave um, a lot to a, a number of clubs. You started at Bristol, you know, via Newport, Sunderland, Carlisle, Bristol City, Birmingham City, Hartlepool, Millwall, Blackpool, Oxford and Halifax. And Tim Carter was a kind of goalkeeper that would he would give everything he had to to the call. So to to finish up um, taking his own life in whatever circumstances we don't we won't um, look too far into the the background of that because it's not appropriate. But um, that's a very sad way for a good footballer to to finish his life. So I thought it was a um, way of closing this edition, and it's a sad way to close it. But I thought we'd just dedicate it to the memory of Tim Carter. Um, goalkeeper in this particular fixture that we're looking at today but overall a very solid uh, good man I think that's probably the best epitaph we can we can say for him Tim Carter 1967 to 2008 RIP thank you for listening to this show today listeners I hope you enjoy these little um, nostalgic pieces we'll do another one tomorrow perhaps I'll do another random search on another year so do tune in later in the week for another Achtung Nostalgia. Thank you for listening. All the best. And Arriva Dirty Millwall. Thank you for listening to Achtung Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Till next time. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch Sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.